So do I do? We've been talking for a few minutes. This is Idiot Mystic, and we're with Cat the Alien again. I'm with Cat the Alien, or we are. It's so good to say hello again. Hello. Hello, Cat. <laughs> hello. I feel like I should talk like one of this like smarmy radio. Like, hey, Cat, welcome to the studio. Mm. We'll bring uh, the weird radio voice. I wanted to be like a radio DJ um, until the first time I did hear my voice on recording. And then I was like, yeah, no, I'm not going to subject the population to that. Um, yeah. You, you mean in like a radio setting because you still talk to people. I really think that the like recordings of my voice, I don't know what my voice actually sounds like, obviously. But like recordings of my voice are fucking terrible. And I try to like this, like I'm gonna be honest with you, I don't listen to our episodes. I have trouble listening to them because we seem like we don't care about the podcast ever. It seems I, like I, we're I, just talking. Like I have a hard time staying on topic unless somebody's keeping me on topic. And I feel like you've known that our entire friendship. Yeah, so. I know I don't even know what I'm saying. I was just gonna like I was even gonna have trouble recording today until you like and you reminded me and I'm like oh yeah I what's wrong with me like it's been well, two I months mean, almost I was it's like been, I didn't like want to though because like like what you just said I'm like I still don't know why you asked me to do this no but it's it's because while my mom was visiting who everything is good with and when she listens to this I love you everything is good but while she was visiting I felt like I couldn't record the podcast because while I would like delve into some like weird subject I felt like it was a little like not offensive to her but I guess I won't use any words but she's from a different generation so well, certain subjects and people's oh so then after not speaking for two months recording again was almost like my mouth wasn't moving I was like and then one guy I did one podcast and the author was like a bit annoyed with me because I guess he didn't know that I asked like personal questions and he was like deflecting and then it got good at the end but I just like for some reason the interruptions make me question everything which they shouldn't like just because I didn't record for a few months it doesn't mean that everything is broken and reality is and it was like, I think only one month that I didn't release that we didn't have an episode out. But I'm just like, I don't know. I I guess obviously that's some trauma left in me where I can't be myself in every setting. No, like that's definitely understandable. We have different masks for different social groups. Yeah, but mm -hmm. it's I feel like it's like detrimental to us at, on a in a holistic way it's detrimental but situationally it helps like maybe at work with the 20 year olds that you work with oh my god what did I say uh anyway with the people you work with maybe sometimes you have to adapt to situations I only work with four people so no matter what we mentioned about my coworkers, it's it's a co-worker I only have four of them I work in well, a very small store well I guess, I mean, people who you have, I don't. And I'm like, the second oldest. 
Sorry. <laughs> okay. So whoever is a uh anyway, the, you do you have to you have to act certain ways to especially avoid conflict in certain situations. But ideally everyone should be and when I say ideally, I mean in a world free of suffering, everyone would be developed enough to not to be able to receive you and not need to are you stuck by the way i think you're stuck cat no It's happened. Are you back? Okay. Okay, my internet went out, so we're just gonna use my handy dandy data. Anyway, let me make sure that, okay, I'm actually on data. Does your shirt say sad on it? My goodness. My goodness. I got, it, I got it at Emo Night Las Vegas. Okay, it's a treasure. <laughs> Are you drinking Dr. Pepper? Um, of course. I had to check to check. Um, the only thing I drink. Ha, okay. But don't you think that if we could just be ourselves around everyone, then our brains and our habits would evolve in a better way because we'd have more time spent being the person we actually are instead of developing sub personas like or. I try my best to be who I am around everyone I know. I think that's actually why I have such a small group of friends because I don't, I won't change how I act or how I talk or how I think to like make more friends like I used to in high school and middle school like I reached a point where like my coworkers are actually very similar to me and like the age difference is just like they, their brain has their brain has some more to mature and I've accepted that which is why I try to modify how I act and speak to make them feel comfortable I don't want them to know that they make me uncomfortable um <laughs> basically because they're young and I remember being a 20 year old and a 21 year old who felt very strongly and passionately about everything I absolutely get that and you know what I'm gonna give them this they're not addicted to coke and they have pretty stable like lives for being how young they are so they're still at a better point than I was at 20. so I cut them a lot of slack and I just you know smile and nod and you know I do get along with them really well but there is that contention like every once in a while they do something and I'm like man in three to four years you're gonna look back and you're gonna be really embarrassed by this moment and I'm embarrassed for you wait what kind okay I guess you can't say I have to well, get no. ice from my fridge because my phone is overheating <laughs> Arizona problems how hot is it uh like a hundred disgusting um let's see here 
I am living in a beautiful 82 right now. Nice. How high does it get? Um, last summer, there was like one day that hit 100, but it was so humid and windy out, so it didn't even feel like 100. It felt like 92. Like. Okay. I see. <laughs> Weather flex. Oh, yeah, for real. Like, it got cold over the winter, and it snowed, and, like, that wasn't, like, the coolest. Like, I'm not a, like, big fan of cold, but I can handle it better than being too hot. But, like, I went on a walk yesterday because I wanted to. Okay. Okay. There's, there's a lot of there's a lot of energy I'm picking up here. You you went on a walk because you wanted to. Uh, I'm just you, like I feel so bad for you, Arizona's the you, but I feel bad for you. No. I, don't know. I um I have a question. You you mentioned that you may be working on something. Is that something we can talk about or is that a secret? Um oh the project that I'm working on is more of a physical project. I'm like revamping things. Like I have all of this stuff like left by the ex-roommates. That's like not necessarily like lame, but it just needs like new color. So okay. I'm painting things. And we got some new, I got some new flags from the Target Pride section because I'm a slave to capitalism. Uh, but for some reason. <laughs> it's, it's too good because it's like such a good thing but also somehow bad but good well like, i i try I not buy from like large corporations um like for special things like 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 fried months specifically in my case um because like i don't know like small businesses are also doing these things and they would benefit more but target partnered with a lot of companies this year so it was kind of like a like a weird like balance i guess and some of it was really cool but then the target i went to didn't even have the ones that so i got the sandals instead but the target has their one dollar to their five dollar section right and it was all like pin or not pins but patches and flags and shoelaces and like hair stuff and I don't know um, Austin Austin took me because I was feeling down and he insisted so <laughs> I'm but, very amused by this because if Target wants to sponsor us I feel like this is a very organic ad I mean I'm just saying if there ever was one honestly though like, like, Target. like we don't I'm just saying Target is that place that I avoid because if I walk in, I'm going to justify spending way more money than I need to. Um, they have like this weird like hypnotic effect on me. But the point of all of that is, is my project is I think I want to redecorate my apartment. And when I get some extra money in, I want to get like those like, you know, those like wall stickers, like wallpaper without wallpaper. Yes in the ass to get off um yeah I want to kind of like try to do that because my apartment is like really dull and I think it's depressing me that's possible 
What about plants, though? Listen. I, I, I never mind. I just remembered. I just Even remembered. Five. It's, <laughs> I don't know. Um, but yeah, I've kind of decided that, like, I'm not going to pretend to, like, I don't know. Because, like, I'm sure Austin doesn't want to fucking decorate the apartment. But I'm not going to just, like, be like, okay, yeah, no. Like, that's fine. I'm going to, like, fit to that because I don't want to, like, ask anybody to help. But it's like, no, Austin will help me if I want to decorate the apartment. Like, if I want to put wall stickers up and if I want to, like, I don't know, get fucking vinyl tile for the fucking bathroom. I don't know. I'm going to redecorate the apartment because we're going to be here for I want it to feel like home and not some bunky ass apartment I'm renting. I agree. I feel like it was even hard for me to do. And like, it takes it takes so much time and effort that like I don't know sometimes it's hard to do but if you don't do it then you feel weird right well back to like the whole mask wearing mask conversations I've realized that part of the reason like why I've been on such a more like content note even with all of the stress is because I'm in a relationship where I don't have to wear a mask and I think back to previous relationships where I was given a mask to wear in a sense and I'm just kind of like, I really get to focus on the other things now. I don't have to worry so much on putting all of my energy into being the right partner when that's just who I exist as. And I can put all my energy into the things that I learned how to play Pokemon the card game again last night. Oh. Like, I, I got a deck. Of, Austin got me a deck of Pokemon cards because he wanted to teach me how to play Pokemon. And I played Pokemon in like middle school. Oh, it was fucking like. God, I don't even want to think about how long ago that was. So, like, I learned how to play Pokemon again last night. Wait. Now, did you know that there is every Pokemon deck comes with a digital pack of cards, too? I did. So now we can play Pokemon cards against each other. I'm not sure if I can handle the the app, though. I have to look at it and see what what it's all about. You can can have okay i'm gonna look at it i have we we are here to uplift your divinity how can we you can play pokemon we'll let you know when i download it and figure it out you just i wish i should have screenshotted you because you i dropped the phone but you you doctor stranged me you went like (laughs) i look like you were <laughs> I, I was using my hands to talk, but I'm playing with a string as a fidget. So I was like talking with my hands, but also twirling. Anyway, um, you think we could sell fidget string? I think that's already a thing, but I just hey. like the, the thread I pulled out of my pants, yo. Like what it was. Like, that... Hey. <laughs> This is a PG podcast. No, I pulled it Don't off. Don't talk of this. about the things you pull out of your pants. Please. No, I pulled it off of this thing. Now look, now teenagers and kids all over the world are gonna start telling their parents that they pulled string out of their pants and it's gonna be on you. You started this cultural revolution. I forgot what we were talking about. Uh I don't know, but I have well, a direction to go in. 
Oh yes, Pokemon. Why were we talking about Pokemon? What were we talking uh, about? Because you have more time. Because you're not always trying to be a good partner. Because you are a good partner by existing. So you have time to spend yes. on other things. Not putting on masks anymore. Yes. Living authentically and for yourself. So, do you think has is Austin the same way with you? And I'm not saying like, is he wearing a mask? I mean, has he also has he always been someone who's maskless, or does he also feel like this is his? Mm, honestly, um, I'm not gonna like make any assumptions about it because, like, obviously, we have talked about our previous partners and how they've made us feel, but I haven't necessarily had like this specific conversation. Um, and he is still friends with his most like recent like serious partner. Yes, you know I remember this. I know, but I'm just reiterating for anybody listening, and. Um, things have gone very okay with them i'm doing my best to be just a good person about it and remember that like we're all adults like all this all of this stuff happened when you know when we were all when they were all like in their early 20s and teenagers and stuff like the stuff happens we have to grow and they're, they're, sometimes they are part of the stress bombs that get dropped on me by the universe like they did message us recently to let us know again that they felt like we weren't good friends and I just kind of reiterated that like we have done everything in our power to show that we are good friends and like if it's but, come to the point can't see it that's kind of not our fault but wait what is a good friend in this case and obviously this isn't I, like a situational discussion but rather in general what does what is a good friend I mean everybody obviously has their like the same way we all have different love languages, there's obviously very different platonic love languages. And I really think the type of friends we had in like middle school and high school in those formative years of like how to be social do really affect how we view platonic friendships. Like all of my friends were extremely close. Like I've had the same group of friends since middle school, like sixth grade building on all the way through high school like the same core people were always there we talked every day we were always on the phone we were always at each other's houses and like obviously growing up into adults and like up through high school that's not a realistic thing to continue you know in high school extracurriculars get involved and people start dating and then as you get older you start having other life commitments we all get jobs we all start you know projects or children families or whatever it may be it's unrealistic to think that you can always be on the phone or always be around those people right I moved to another country at one point like obviously like when I was 13 hours ahead I wasn't expecting that same kind of communication from my friends and recently I've come to the conclusion that like my friends and I barely grown apart we've just grown the fuck up like, I don't talk to them the same way that I used to, but it doesn't necessarily mean they're not my friends. Whereas some people who maybe all of them stayed really close past that point, they probably still expect that kind of consistent, everyday, all the time communication, even if it's unrealistic boundary to them. Which is kind of what I think some people might still feel like they can expect some people.
<laughs> I'm trying not to be any like pointed or anything, but no, I'm I'm just listening, and I also put my uh, phone on a bag of ground meat. It's kind of uh, strange. Reheating that bag. Do you have a phone case on? No. I don't know what's happening. And also now I'm looking for my cannabis tape. But, mm. but anyway, it's not important. The pen has cooled down. I mean the pen, the phone. I don't know how to speak anymore. Um but yes, I don't know. I think so I being a good have you wait what? I said everybody has their own definition of being a good friend. But I guess in this case, I'm wondering how does, I guess it's weird to talk about stuff. You're one of the only people who talks about stuff this honestly about themselves besides me on the podcast. Everyone else is like always doing like image protect control. Like there's like a, so do you feel like in, 30 years would you still know this person like is this person like planning on being in your life that long and I'm not asking in like a pointed way I mean like aging is a sacred and like serious thing like you can't just like I don't know it'll I stand those deep connected friendships you know like friends and I was gonna still be friends when we're 50 you know so like it's understandable for me to assume that my partner feels the same way about his friends so I try to be encouraging of these friendships as long as they stay healthy you know and we did we had the conversation like literally very recently about how like we are their friends and maybe our platonic love languages are just different and I offered them to come and like hang out so we could you know talk about this because like I do I do want them to know that we want to be friends with them. And I understand that maybe there's been some miscommunication, but that doesn't mean we think they're bad friends, but it also doesn't mean we're bad friends. I don't know. It's come to a point where it's like, I've gone through this so many times where I have had actually bad friends, people who I didn't want to be friends with, who made this conversation really hard. And you kind of just get to a point where like, there's only so much you can do to be a good friend in your own terms, you know, again, back to the fucking masks. Like at the end of the day, you have to be able to just be self. And if other people can't accept that, then you're not a good match. You know, there's other people to be friends with. Okay. So then I guess the last few months of like, since we recorded the last episode, is there because we all talk about meaning a lot and working and stuff like that so how has the journey been in that way like where are you just like right now going to work and enjoying your off time with austin like what are you doing for fun are you do you i guess and at the sake of again these pointed like on the spot questions do you feel like you're progressing honestly and one thing i've noticed recently is since the job the job that i took is only part-time they didn't have a full-time position and we decided that a job that i was happy at that i could walk to it's you know because i need that to kind of stay healthy um 
outweighed the need for a full-time job, especially with Austin starting a full-time job. So I've noticed that having more time for myself has opened up more opportunities to focus on the things that make me happy. The hard part about that has been accepting that on some of these extra days, what will make me happy is sitting around doing nothing. But even sometimes that's just what I need to do. You know, I don't always have to clean and I don't always have to be working on something. Sometimes I can just sit down and watch an entire season of a show because my body is exhausted and I need to just rest. <laughs> it's funny that you're saying that. I, I've been like going back and forth between the extreme grind mentality and the like, we're not meant to work a lot mentality because there's oh, yeah. like when there's scarcity then I freak out and I'm like okay I just have to work till I can finally rest and then this Monday I had to like I don't know I just like I pile up life in a strange way and then I have had to like take some time off and it's just it's funny because other people I'm meeting to just they seem to just go between i was gonna say vacillate but i don't know if that's the right word so uh they go between uh like working super hard and wanting to earn like money so they can enjoy their breaks or then suddenly they like they hate working and they want to just have some way to just stay at home and survive also that's fine you can text during the podcast no i my phone on do not disturb because i didn't want the vibrate to be really for the speakers but i'm just saying if you need to because i'm no, just snapchats and I'm, and i when my friends send me videos it'll be like six notifications in a row so i didn't want to just like buzz a lot anyway but yes no i honestly yeah it, it, there has to be a balance though like it is okay to like want to grind it is okay to work as much as you can some people are workaholics that's fine as long as you're not like putting it before your actual needs like we as human beings need to rest we need to eat and thrive on pleasure like it's not all supposed finality and survival like we are one of very few that exist for pleasure or I guess with pleasure. Um, do you, sorry, I said, um, now I listen to myself talk when I speak, like in the sentence, I can hear myself right now. So I, I'm scared to talk, but anyway, um, do you, okay. I have two such dumb questions. <laughs> Question one. Have some dumb yeah. <laughs> Okay. If if I use if I post clips of our podcast and stuff, our episodes, I'm asking you this while recording so people know the intention. I obviously have to promote the episodes. So I have to use hashtags. But your children. I know she was scratching to be let in. That's why I got up, but I don't know if she's going to come in or not. 
They seem well fed. <laughs> hey, they I seem, know. They seem. I don't know what to do about her. They seem big. <laughs> Have some thick calves. No, she's the only one. She's the only one, and I don't know what to do about it because she's always been smaller than a normal cat. And now she's just getting round, and I don't know what to do because I can't schedule feed her. <laughs> anyway, back to your question. I'm sorry, the cats were scratching at the door, and I can't let them fuck up the carpet. Um, uh, <laughs> you were asking about how. Wait, there's. It's funny. There's. It's okay. I forgot I have alarm set and I'm not working today. Okay. Um, so you said the cats are scratching at the door. There's yes. there's a podcast that's fairly big and there's a Reddit about that podcast and they kind of make fun of the podcast, but it used to be that podcast's official Reddit, but it got like hijacked. Yes. And those those people are the members of that Reddit are called homeless cats. <laughs> so now we've you added a weird meta podcast universe reference by saying the cats are knocking at the door because I feel like I need you. I'm gonna send you a link because that Reddit is called PF Chang's colloquially. I won't say the name of the podcast because I don't want to be too direct, but it's the most bizarre internet subculture I've ever. I res I respect them more than you're trying their... to get cult. No, no, no. This is beyond. This is if there was a. This is something. It's like, it's like if Q anon existed, but for like dismantling a podcast. And they just like viciously attack oh. these three podcasters. It's not a cult, but the wait, you need to hear what you will you will support this. Two of the podcasters have uh are verified like abusers of marginalized oh. humans. Okay. They have legal cases against them right now. But we won't I'm just saying so it's bad people supposedly alleged don't wait don't say wait you can't you don't say alleged because that's their they're like alt-right like antique it's wait i need i don't know all the facts i'm not even sure what we're talking all right about. that's I'm not it sure. that question. Okay. okay i'm gonna i'm gonna catch you up on pf chang's but if anyone who is on if any homeless cats from pf chang's are listening to this please make yourself known to Kat so she can understand the, the, the ways of the Changs, of the kitchen. He, I'm going to catch you on this one. What did I say? You, you, oh, you. Misgender. But it's Sorry. okay. It's been a while. You caught me. I'll catch you a little bit of slack, but I, I promised that I would start calling you out. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. Yes. <laughs> change is a book I, yes. I did it <laughs> yes thank you no you're good um thank you. no now i'm now i'm like it's like when you punch someone in a video game and they're stunned i'm like it's, it was necessary 
but my my system is resetting. It's like, ooh. Okay, well, back. What were you talking about? Hashtags. I'm still lost on that one. Now it's funny because I talked to like several people about the podcast and they noticed that my guests don't have a general theme. So I said, well, what kind of hashtag should I use for every theme, every episode? And then the hashtags describing each person or each episode seem to be borderline offensive because they are so descriptive. Like say when I, when I'm describing someone who's maybe has a child and I use a hashtag that's mother and I feel like it's like very like singular or if someone is like someone is a a disability advocate and that's the hashtag I use instead of like that something uh, like I don't know how to summarize people in a few hashtags because it seems always offensive when I read it back to myself. Do you know what I mean? Also, yeah. Is so what's going on? It is no. Oh, I thought it like turned off, turned black. Which cat is that? This is Lilith. Okay. So, hey, Lilith. Lilith is bigger than the last time I saw her. I'm just in, in a good way. May I like big cats. I know. Also, but she can't groom her say, dandruff. Well, I have to put her on a diet, but I don't know how. Because I have three other cats. Is she hmm? Sorry, I whispered, is she pregnant? No, she's fixed. You never know. No, so I, I don't got- know what I'm saying. What if it's like one of those sitcoms where like the vet just couldn't do it? And also, if she was pregnant, she would have had kittens by now because she's been fat for a while. Are we, can people say the F word now? Listen, Austin keeps calling me out because I keep fat shaming my cat. But like, she is smaller than an average cat. Like, she But can we, can I say? Cats, yeah. But not people. No, it's not a nice. But if but what if I gain weight? Can I say I got fat? I don't agree with that though, because like I don't think there's anything wrong with being fat. Like fat does not necessarily mean like you're not beautiful or you're not healthy. Like obviously, if you've reached an unhealthy weight, like you should find any support you can to get healthy again. But getting healthy doesn't necessarily mean getting skinny. Skinny. Yeah, exactly. It's so interesting. I've struggled with eating disorders and with my weight for a really long time. And like, obviously, I don't even know if you can tell, but just since we've last talked, I've gained a little bit of weight again. I fluctuate so much here and I used to let it send me into an absolute spiral. And sometimes I mess with Austin and I tell him he's making me fat because he makes me eat three meals a day, two meals a day. I don't eat breakfast. He's making me eat regularly. But the thing is, is I'm just healthy. I'm just eating the amount I'm supposed to be eating. And I come from a family that has our genetics. We very the well built i have an uncle who is like almost seven fucking feet tall at this point and he is like 300 pounds but he's not a heavy 300 pounds he's just 300 pounds of tall so it's like it's coming to accept like 
there's nothing wrong with gaining weight as long as you're healthy, you know, like. Yeah, I think it's so good that you, well, I was going to say it's so weird that you said the thing about gaining weight because I was about to tell you, you look really healthy. Like, but then I didn't know if that sounded like presumptuous. Like I'm assuming that someone with a fuller face is healthier. Yeah, I've gained the weight back into some of my face bones. Because, like, my thing is, is, like, I have really, really high cheekbones. So when I thin out, my face looks way thinner than it should. Because my cheekbones sit way up here. Can I ask a question that I feel like maybe it's, like, you don't have to answer it? Do you know... I can say for me, like I was very overweight as a child. So my eating issues came from just like specifically the ostracizing that came with that by my peers and like family members mentioning it and stuff like that. And I started eating a lot because there was some abuse stuff going on with me. So no one could see that like I just popped up in weights after the thing happened. Suddenly I started eating a lot. Control. Um, but I guess I'm wondering for you, do you know when when you're started or do you not have a, this has just always been there? So that's actually kind of the funny thing. Because if you look at my mom and sister and my older brother as well, all of us have prevalent like eating disorders. Oh, is more disordered eating um because it's it's to a point where everybody's acknowledged it and it's a matter of controlling it at this point um but my mom before she met my biological father she was like 89 pounds and my mom is like five nine yeah and then after she met my dad she ended up getting like um like gaining a severe amount of weight she ended up being like 250 pounds and within six months of leaving my dad she ended up losing all of that weight again but she has always been very hard on herself and her weight and like and when she tells me this I tell her I'm like mom you realized you had a very severe eating disorder diet like you were probably months away from dying like and she's like no. yeah well everybody started on to me about like eating more which then turned into a control thing with eating more. And then she was eating too much the weight because she was depressed and wasn't exercising. Um, so, you know, it, I think for me and things, it's kind of this unfortunate thing we got raised When you have a parent who has an eating disorder, it's hard for them to not onto you subconsciously. Can I, can I ask something though? Do you, with... I don't know why I speak like this. Can I ask something though? What does that even, okay, anyway. Um, so we've, so your dad was obviously a, he had his own hurt and his own darker personality. And he yeah. met your mom when she was like skinny and had an eating disorder. So I'm wondering, was your mom all like, was she not in a good place also? And she came from this, or was it just? I think my mom, so my mom is the oldest of a lot of siblings. She has five younger siblings and their dad died when my mom was only 12. So I, in a, like a really horrific car accident nonetheless. So I think a lot of it really stems from 
not only did they grow up really poor and then lose their dad at a really young age, but they they were living in Maricopa during all of this, nonetheless. So small ass town, Maricopa, full of Mormons. Um, I know that there was a stepdad who was not like like your your typical evil stepdad. And it was just a lot of, there's a lot of turmoil for my mom. So I'm not entirely sure where hers all stemmed from, but I do know that her childhood and her teenage like she had to transfer high schools at some point because the bullying was so bad for her. So like, I know my mom really went through it as a young adult and a teenager as well. So when you were, because when we talk about you being a teenager, even though you like to think it's a long time ago, trauma-wise, it's pretty fresh. The way that brain healing and life goes. Yeah, as the rest it's, of my finishes its last stretch of developing, it really is just accepting those years. Uh, did you, could you tell that your mom was a troubled person early on? Or did you not realize till recently? Or when I'm like, because obviously with parents, because even for me, I've only recently realized that my parents' strange behaviors or things I didn't agree with necessarily, or maybe that even hurt me, were their own trauma. Almost none of it was like intentional behavior. And now I'm shocked by that because I'm like, wait, do, did you do anything on purpose at all? Or was it all is? So, yeah. A lot of the things that I know about my mom, I actually did learn younger on. Um, my mom started being very open and honest with us. <laughs> we had gotten CPS called on us because my little sister was acting out and telling like really bad lies. And she was only in third grade. And we realized it was because she wanted our dad to come home. And my mom realized that we didn't know a lot of the story. So she kind of sat us down and she's really telling us like a lot of the truths. And I think she realized then that like being open and honest with us would help us navigate, you know? So my mom's always been like, if something's happened or we're going through something, there's always been something willing to share with us to help us understand. But it wasn't until I was an adult and I really started learning about my own trauma, my own gender and the own, my own things that I've been going through that I realized how much of my mom's actions and the issues I did have with my mom growing up were her own reflections of her trauma and what she went through because she never got to reflect like I did. Like she, my mom's never been to therapy and she is probably one of the people who could use it the most. Like if there's a candidate for just counseling session, but she never had that opportunity. And I'm just gonna... I'm just going to not throw this in there, but just so you know, I was dying to throw in a plug for our new sponsor, BetterHelp, but I won't because we're talking about something serious. So just continue. But next time. Next but also, I, and I've, I've, it's actually funny you mentioned that I've actually mentioned BetterHelp to her. I'm like, you can literally just like, you don't have to go too far through it. Just talk to somebody. Like, obviously, like your dad dying. With well, in a hurry. So I don't know. I do. Yeah, I just, wait. Say the last part again. Oh, I. I you said just, obviously her dad. Her dad's death um, was not a good start for her. You know, like obviously, like I lost my dad at a really young age, but it's a very 
different scenario because when my dad took his life, I saw it as a favor. But when my mom's dad died, she actually lost her dad. And like having that at such a young age, I can never imagine. I couldn't even begin to imagine that. So I, I understand a lot of what my mom's gone through has affected how she's acted in so many ways, even now as a 50-year-old lady. But if I could just convince her to get that little bit of help, I, I know. And she thinks it's too late now because she's like, oh, I just turned 50. And I'm like, it's never too late. It's never too late to heal. Do you... When you, and I'm always, I feel like sometimes at the end of this, when we have like two or 300 episodes of just us talking, people are going to know you so well. And they're going to be like, wait, Kat, what, remember that time he asked you that dumb thing about that dumb thing? And you're going to be like, yeah, he kept, he did that for like three years. And finally, he moved on to a different line of questioning. Honestly, also, we, should, we should talk about Lilith's name in a bit, but um, I guess what I'm saying is, do you, when you say stuff, not stuff, but when you talk about your dad's, your dad taking his life and doing you a favor or like, just generally like you, it's not favorable stuff, of course, because he was an unfavorable individual. I. I can't help, but like, if I was just being like, if I was trying to be a cool guy podcaster person, I wouldn't say what I'm about to say, but I guess I'm wondering, you must have some kind of hurt at life, not granting you a father. Oh uh, yeah. But there was maybe not that father, but someone especially as a teenager, I, I held a lot of anger as a child and a teenager. And I really did think I got cheated out of a dad. And then after, after my mom's best friend took his life and I had that absence, I kind of was like, holy shit, I've had different fathers growing up this entire time like Robert was a huge huge impact on my life and he was always there for the things that a dad should have been there for and same with okay, my wait 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 so you're saying that now I feel like this is and now this is kind of getting a bit like it sounds dark what I'm saying but this sounds like a different mm-hmm. suicide Yes. Yeah. So that's actually the really fucked up part about my, okay. So my mom's best friend, his name was Robert. He moved into the apartment above us shortly after my mom left my dad for the last time. He had two kids who were only a year apart from my sister and I. So we were just like these two broken families that just mashed together. We, New Year's Eve, 4th of July, Christmases, like we did everything together. Our parents were best friends. We were all best friends. Uh, Were they also like an item or just friends? They were just best friends. And that's actually kind of like what leads up to all of this. Robert and my mom were absolutely in love. Robert never wanted to remarry or date because he wanted to give his life to his children. And he did. And Davlin being a teenager, they got into a big fight and they left and went to their mom, who was not a good person. And there was a reason that they were not with her mom. And that's kind of what ended up leading to Robert's suicide. And 
it was really hard on my mom and my family and it especially on the kids the his kids and it really tore everybody apart we actually hardly see them anymore and we went to Davlin's wedding and graduation and that's kind of really all we've seen of them in the past few years um and then six months later my dad I guess gets out of jail calls my mom and asks for help to rebuild a relationship with us my mom tells him the last time she tried to help somebody build a relationship with his kids he killed himself and then my dad did the same and took his own life so it's kind of really fucked up of my dad to kind of like he knew he knew that six months prior we had just lost another person in our life to the same thing and then if I really 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 want to add on to the fucked up of it all my best friend's mom who also ended up taking her life we're not sure if it was an accident or on purpose that was only not even a year after my dad did so question was this all in Maricopa um, no, Robert lived in Phoenix. My dad lived in Northern Arizona and Tanya lived okay. in Maricopa. Okay, so, but it was, I guess, energetically, do you feel like it's just scary that, I guess everyone I know doesn't know someone who's killed themselves. It's unfortunate. Like I, like I do, but I feel like I shouldn't but something in my life like I remember the path I took that led me to start meeting people who might be have and now this is going to sound weird like I'm generalizing and that there aren't people who are suicidal on every rung of society that's absolutely true but uh, that's a very it's like the vape matches your hair <laughs> it's one of those iridescent rainbow vapes I, I have to okay wait now i'm gonna go on a completely there there's um there's a podcast that i haven't released yet with someone who said something inaccurate it was very inaccurate like so inaccurate that it like was like question made everything else they said questionable but I didn't point it, I pointed it out at the time, but they kind of like glossed over it. So now I don't know if I should still upload that and just leave it in there. And then if anyone has criticism for that person, they can just, what the heck is going on? You can first take the whole hit, explain this apparatus to me. Also, I think that's just, we entered the, the cannabis podcast realm just now. No. Also, I'm gonna just side note really quick. That's like my word is like saying something inaccurate, not knowing that I'm saying something inaccurate, and like people well, being like, I'm "Okay, <laughs> but but cat, no, this thing is, bro, it's so crazy that if I even, I feel, I feel like it must be a mistake or like I should just, I'll say it because then. Oh, I don't know. This is the podcast. I feel like I should leave it in here because everyone makes mistakes. And if it was just a mistake, then whatever. Like it happens. But this person basically was to, we we're talking about vaping. And this episode will come out after this this one. So it's fine. Um, but we discussed vaping and the person may or may not have said that the vape doesn't contain the addictive part of a cigarette. 
it only has the nicotine in it. Which is the addictive part of the cigarette. Yes, it was like a reverse statement. But I mean, so there, the, the tobacco company did have to come out and say recently that they were putting additives in the tobacco and the nicotine to make it more addictive. So I could go as far as to get that they were, they were talking about how it doesn't have that extra additive in. Okay, okay. Is addictive. That's fair. The nicotine is addictive. Yeah. There was an extra additive, or there is an extra additive in cigarettes to make them more addictive. So maybe just like they just miss said something. Yeah. I feel like, but I feel like it's good that even like I talk about all the, the idiot things on the podcast, like even this. I feel like it's interesting to talk about almost every single mistake or every, I'm like, oh, uh, today my laptop charger is at work, so I have to record on my phone. No one cares, but I feel like that's the amount of detail that everyone needs. Like, um, Like the stuff about, even like about spiritual growth or healing, you know how messy it is now. But I feel like when you were 21, like the, you're talking about being younger the idea of healing and crystals and love and meditation was quite different to what you think now yeah I literally thought that if I just got some crystals in my pocket I was like all peace and love and serenity but like once I realized all the work I actually had to put into it it was it was it was painful it's not an easy start for some reason i like how you didn't just like you went peace and serenity you settled into the instagram pose like you went back your elbow <laughs> settled down the wrist <laughs> i was like yeah i'm just a shadow worker now brother that's all i do just... like doing an eight ball of coke to myself a weekend like yes here's my crystals because make me a good person I okay I have a question now since we've talked about I hung out with some people recently who may or may not have been partaking in cocaine but Mm. not like I was I was not and uh and they weren't at the time but just like they are people who do but they're also quite spiritually aware and very loving nice human beings so I was I was confused. And then when I thought about it, I guess cocaine technically in its natural form was has been consumed by indigenous people a lot. So then I started wondering, like, just how much of even my own thinking is like, just like colonial, like brainwashing where I have to like oppress people for no reason in my own head. I'm like, Ew, these people do this thing like if if they're if someone's doing something and it's working out for them and i'm not saying people should recreationally do cocaine because in its current state it's basically baking soda and baby powder and stuff oh yeah that's kind of like where i was gonna go with that is like i honestly like if people can have self-control that's my issue i don't have self-control i do not have self-control so i just have to avoid it altogether. i know lots of people who take it and are not crazy crackheads and actually maintain and they always use the you know like in its natural state you know it's just you know 
natural, I guess, but it's not in its process state. Like by the time you're taking it into your system, it's been filled with chemicals and like processed heavily. Like that shit is rotting your nose and possibly top of your gums, depending on how. So maybe, maybe there are other ways to in yourself. Um, if you can find somebody who's making it like pure and like safe, then go for it. But I don't think we'll do that anymore. Yeah, I, I guess unless you go to Colombia. Yeah. I guess you might die also. So. I don't know. But if you have self-control and can keep yourself from, you know, ending up in the hospital or getting nosebleeds when you scream, then. But. Uh, okay. Where where we're at now how do you like we've been recording this for now a year almost yeah basically maybe i've been living in kansas for a year so how does your how do you feel also when i look at my face i feel like it's like tilted to one side but with the beard i couldn't see that but now i'm like trying to balance hey i'm not gonna lie like i started the call and i was like hmm Something is different here. I'm trying you, to balance my face. You've lost the beard. The beard yeah. is gone. I'm not going to lie. It's been, I, I wasn't sure what it was because it's, it's, <laughs> <laughs> it's like that episode of The Office where they don't know if it has a mustache or not. I, I keep telling people that I feel like they should bring The Office back one time and they should like make it exactly like it was but address the problematic stuff that they do now so when someone says something horrible instead of the responses that in the last series they should have like a but also not like a calling i guess toby from hr would be like an overlord in this and he'd be like the everyone would be afraid of toby and he'd abuse his power yeah this would be like a dark toby arc um also you asked me about this earlier yes what is that it's just a road runner so Uh, there's concentrate in the thingy uh uh-huh and then you heat up the thingy and then you just it's a straw it's a dab straw it's just a silicone one do you have to like stab the middle of the concentrate no you just like touch the edge of it Oh, that's smart. Smart. Yeah. It seems seems very portable. I call him baby been, What kind of concentrate do you um like I I know they have different names, right? Like there's like They're resin. Resin, yeah. live sugar. Yes. What Rumble. kind? Um, I prefer basically anything except for shatter. I'm not a huge fan of shatter because I always feel like like with the batter and the and the resins and the sugars, the crumbles, like you have more control of what you're able to scoop out. With the shatters, you're having to like basically break it. And it's hard to like actually control how much you're getting out and you a lot of it. So I just, I feel like the, the batters and the butters, the one, cause like this one's kind of like a, like a sugar batter. 
So it's kind of just like a liquid glob. Do you know if it had, do you like, is it, I don't know the right way to ask, but does it have a lot of additives or like solvent or is it solventless no. or do you cough a lot? It depends. The, what determines, may not be like a hundred accurate on this because i know they change things a lot but from when i first started smoking and it was just you either got shattered or got batter um it depends on how it's processed flour and i think it depends on the amount of heat used and like the actual like used is how you get a shatter is a butter so like there's not there's not from i know extra added into it it's just the how it's made if it's going to be a shatter or one of the batters well, and some I guess. sugars or crystals because i think i think the less you apply the more like this is. i'm i'm gonna try to google it <laughs> um and then i think you also asked me how i got lilith's name well, I kind of wanted to talk about the significance of you having a cat named Lilith and then also you believing in certain non-physical realities and things existing. It's kind of interesting. Don't yeah, I'm going to make you laugh when I tell you what made me pick it. Okay, what? I was watching that new um the like what was it? it was like the adventures of Sabrina or whatever on like Sabrina the Teenage Witch they had their character they liked the way they portrayed her and did her and I had gotten her around the time I started watching it and I was like well that's a good name for you because she was a feisty little demon of a cat but now she's like the sweetest softest thing ever I could have kept her name Daisy but she wasn't a Daisy when I got her that was just her name. So this is something we don't, um, I'm gonna, I don't know how to talk about this, but I guess it's interesting because as we talk about you, I don't wanna seem like I'm studying you obviously and make you feel <laughs> like you're like on the spot. But when you talk about, obviously, I, we talk about, you talk about being uh, a trans person. How do, do, how is, is that journey something that we can check on or talk about? Or are we, or is that like something that's automated and we're just going to let it happen as it's happening and like not... <laughs> Talk it's something I'm always open to talk about it's not something that I always delve into because of the like kind of like I guess still stigma that sticks around with the whole like oh we're trying to push an agenda on people and it's like bruh I'm just out here like living my life um like I, I don't have except for everybody to just live their lives peacefully but I will answer any questions it's not anything that I'm like getting from the world I uh, I guess, do you have any thoughts on the recent, like, legislative stuff that's happening? In Missouri? Yes. I'm just very glad that I live in Kansas. But do, 
do you think that it's like so do you want to explain to the audience from your perspective what's happening because when i say it i make it sound like meh like it's not a big deal because i can't you... from what i've come to understand about it is basically that they basically are like mm, you're trans well our healthcare doesn't apply to you unless the doctor you're seeing wants it to and there's also kind of this really fun thing where you can like report people for being trans basically and like that's a very like pointed and blatant way to say it but like I really think it's something that people should be looking into like on their own because there should be something we can do about this but on a good note Kansas did pass a bill declaring it a safe haven so people from Missouri can come over here and get any health care they need um because for some reason the only thing Kansas doesn't have going for it is uh cannabis but we have abortions and trans rights so i'll take they're, it they're, they're working on it they're working on it yes that. i do know that originally like austin and i were talking about moving over to the missouri side but like now like no way like sorry not unless they can get that like x nade because like i am reaching that point where I like my next step is like I really want to get top surgery like I want to look into that and I need to save up for it um unfortunately I'm not a candidate for hormone replacement therapy so top surgery really is as far as I can go and there's further development in HRT <laughs> honestly I think once I get top surgery I'll be comfortable enough to wait for those developments it's just something that if I can get on a good enough insurance, I can actually get covered by insurance because of my eczema, which is like really cool, nice little loophole for me, but it's really hard to get on insurance when you're working part-time. So I have to get on state insurance and see what they can offer me. Um, I think it's good that you're so patient because obviously it's difficult to be, and, I, and this is coming from an outside perspective, so I... Obviously, I don't know what it feels like, but I, I mean, guess like, the... I dress, I dress to make myself comfortable, you know, like as long as I physically can like look in a way that I feel comfortable. I think that's why I'm able to stay so patient. Um, I got to stop hitting the desk. <laughs> but I guess I'm wondering, like a lot of people don't. I guess. This is a general statement about everything. If you want something, if you try to get it too, getting it too hard or trying too fast, it seems to not yield the best results. Right. Um, also, I've seen that chair somewhere. I don't know where, though. Besides here. I mean, it's a very basic office chair, I'm sure. I've I've been in the market for office chairs. I would, but um, speaking of stuff, this is not now. I don't know where. Okay, so I asked that you updated us, and now I don't want to like. I guess it's weird to me that there's legislation being passed on like. I it's just so bizarre to even talk about this because I'm. How bizarre. Like, I've I've been <laughs> I I like that 
the the energy is picking up now your your neck is starting to swivel a little more so um so there there's a new ufo video out have you seen it oh the one across or the line across the sky uh oh maybe not i don't know maybe that was the different post i somebody posted in one of my groups they saw it was like seven or eight like glowing like lights like flying across the sky in a line yes that's probably starlink i know that sounds weird like i'm just like saying it but it turns out that like a lot of the time when it's like seven, uh, not seven, but a bunch of lights in line, it's the Tesla satellites, the Starlink ones. But there's a new video or a new picture out from this journalist slash filmmaker, Jeremy Corbell. Uh, and he's the one who leaked a bunch of other stuff. But this one is crazy because it's from a California military base and they have like a bunch of pictures, but I'm going to show them. Uh, I'll like turn the, this is the good thing about Zoom now and having video. I can like add the other thing. I just don't know how to flip the camera. Oh, okay. So this is from a uh, Camp Wilson in California on April 20th, 2021. A black triangular shaped UFO with five red lights was seen hovering. 50 Marines saw it and recorded the craft for 10 minutes before it vanished. And here is the picture. Oh, your blur is on. I know. I'm. I... <laughs> Tell me, how do I turn this off? <laughs> I'm a boomer. You're, so... You're the. You're the young person. Listen, listen, listen. Um, let's see if I can Did figure it. it. Okay. <laughs> oh damn. Where was that? Uh, two seconds now. I'm trying to get. No. How do I just go back to the? Okay, I'm back. This is Camp Wilson in California, which is like a military base, a Marine base. Ah, so that's where it was hovering. Yes. They want to know where it is. Okay. That's so a close-up of it. Damn. Isn't that crazy? It looks also, huge. So everybody's heard about the Phoenix lights and like. Yeah, it looks so much like that, doesn't it? Well, and Phoenix is always kind of a hot spot for like UFO sightings, especially down there in the desert. And I've always pointed out like there's a lot of military bases in the valley, like training areas, storage areas. Like I, where I lived in Maricopa, we would see trains passing with military like vehicles and like tanks and shit on them, just passing through town. Like I don't know. I've always thought that the UFO sightings had something to do with all of our military bases. They wanted, yeah. they wanted prepared for us. They don't trust us. I, well, okay. So it's weird that I'm glad you're saying it because it seems like the military bases have 
I don't even know why the blur was on. Oh, because it's on my phone. I don't know why. Okay, yeah, this is, let me show you this picture again, because now there's a picture with some foreground in it. So like here's some like stuff in the foreground and then there's the thing. Right. Kind of massive. They're saying it's like a football field size. Oh, here's another one. Whoa. Yeah, see, that's wild. You can't, that's not like, like a, I shouldn't even say UFO because UFO really is kind of just like a catch all of things flying in the sky. Like, I refuse to believe that comes from our. Oh, there's a video. Oh, oh. shit. So I guess they shoot a flare on it or something. Let me play it. This is. See, now it's getting weird. Like, why is this even a thing? Like, are people, are we just insane looking at videos of flares? I mean, I'm going to exit out so it can play the ad and we don't get like canceled or something. I don't know how I'm using the internet on an Xbox, which isn't. So <laughs> no, you could do that. Yeah, it's not, not favorable. Okay, explain. Like, I can't stop scratching, like, my, like, belly button. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's, like, really bad. I have, like, the worst eczema breakout. I'm, like, like, from my belly button down to, like, my, like, hips. It's all just, like, really bad eczema. And I can't, I have, like, scar tissue on my belly button because of how bad it itches and how bad I've been scratching it. Because I don't have the impulse control. Can, can we, can we get some cream? Can we get... <laughs> Nothing really like eczema. I can go to a doctor and I can get a steroid cream, but I've used steroid creams so consistently throughout my life. The last few times I've gotten them prescribed, they didn't help either. So I don't even know like if it's been long enough that I they would help again. Um, I could take an oatmeal bath, but that is really fucking complicated because after you take the oatmeal bath, you have to scoop all of the oatmeal out of the bath, and that's just disgusting. Um, <laughs> So there's no cure for your itchy belly button. You just have to live like this. It's eczema. Eventually, it'll either like get so bad that I do go to a doctor for it, or it'll just go away on its own, or it'll spread to another. It's probably going to spread to the back of my arms during the summer. So what? I obviously I can look this up, but what causes like the flare-ups? So there's a lot of different like things that can cause a flare-up allergies, asthma, immune issues, dry skin, um, environment, like, yeah, the mine is flared by like everything. Like I just, I've had it since I was a kid and I get flare-ups for like most random reasons. Um, it can be like, I'm having a reaction to something, the air is too dry, like in the winter, bad, when it's like really dry winters, it gets really bad. Um, and then, yeah, just like, having asthma, I guess. I don't know. For some reason, that's one of the like causes that's always gets listed. But I have no like specific indicator of the cause. So there's nothing I can do about it. I use very, very, very specific laundry detergents and very, very, very specific soaps. Like I have to be very careful with what I use on my body because anything can cause a flare up. I... <laughs> I get okay so since again I say okay a lot 
canceling my okays moving along that's also then um in like every sentence that i use so i'm gonna say i'm gonna say okay anyway not okay Uh, yes do you think if that video is of something that's non-human what do you think i i personally from what i've seen from people who are currently employed by the government and what they're saying there is some type of non-human intelligence and it's flying around stuff and it's about it's like the zeitgeist is changing and it's becoming very like um it's not even just a mainstream thing but it's actually a scientific discussion as to what the objects are so do you think that do you i guess you are a fairly intuitive person or intuitively aware person when you want to be other times you don't listen to it i admit this because we've talked about it but i guess right now how do you feel about all the stuff that's happening with disclosure and these the government ufo reports and nasa has a public ufo hearing on the 31st of this month what do you think that means like for you so like i've always very much so been on the stance that like like obviously we cannot be the only intelligent life that exists and obviously this intelligent life that exists has been decades ahead of us in like technologies we probably are not the first intelligent life to exist right so it comes to the point of like we've had these ufo sightings for decades now obviously they've been studying us at some level you know like if there's any truth to like like listen everybody who says they've been abducted by a ufo has been like deemed as like a crackpot like what if there's truth to any of that yeah it's okay so it's interesting you said that because now there are like scientists from harvard and i'm just going to name two places and two i'm always saying these people's names and again education and degrees mean nothing yet in today's world it seems to mean everything so they're like from stanford there's dr gary nolan and from harvard there's dr avi Loeb, and they're a hundred percent like i think three days ago at this conference called salt i don't know what it's an acronym for but gary nolan gave this like thing where he says i hundred percent believe that there's non-human intelligence on earth and that the and that and he said he has examined like materials from these craft retrievals so i'm just thinking like us worrying about like jobs and money and it seems like we're actually living in like an insane joke like it's some like someone knows what's actually happening and we are idiots like we're actually like being tricked so badly that it feels i'm starting to feel a bit i used to not i used to be into the ufo thing because it was escapism and just like i thought it wasn't real so it was fun to read about and like not think about life and how much it sucks for a second like oh the Loch Ness monster yay i felt happy as a child to escape reality right but now that it's become so real it's like disturbing like it's gen- like people are like oh why are you always talking about ufos and i say because the army's talking about it and when they talked about iraq they went crazy and attacked it 
and blew everything up. So now when they're talking about space, they might blow up space or maybe well, something like. Here's my thing about that. Like if this intelligence life does exist and they have been studying us for so long, like I'm sure that the government knows a lot more than we have any inclination that they know. But I really do think that if this extra entity entity were to be doing this with like malicious intent, they probably would have given us like something by now. Like we would know, like, I don't think they would have waited decades and decades and decades to attack my personal theory. And I might sound just as crazy as anybody with this one, but like, I feel like they're studying us to make sure that we don't fucking destroy ourselves. And if anything's going to happen, they're going to come down and they're going to fucking take over, not necessarily take over, but take away our ability to destroy ourselves. I mean, we've had these fucking nuclear weapons for decades and we've already done severe damage with them. Like, if anything, I'm more or less concerned that like we're on the verge of World War Three, and that I really hope that aliens come and fucking save us from that, if anything. <laughs> and if anything, that's what the government is concerned about is like their ability to interfere with our our world okay. affairs. Okay, but let's and I'm literally get... saying just like thinking back to that, like all the words that just came out of my mouth. I feel crazy, but it's no, like a... you shouldn't. You shouldn't. This... You're... Our world is on a very fine end of like, who knows what the fuck is next. Yeah, this is about to change and we have to have these conversations because you're not like when COVID happened, we had to have these conversations. When there's like an economic collapse, we have to have these conversations. So now I guess um, one of the things that the guy who ran the government's last, last, last UFO program, like two UFO programs ago, Luis Elizondo, he was like a former military guy, and then he ran the ATIP program, which was Advanced Aerial Threat Identification Program. I don't know. But anyway, they were studying UFOs. And basically, he has said in many interviews differently that basically, he's implied that we aren't on top of the food chain literally, like verbally. He said, like, and that's a bizarre thing to say. And that, right. like he said that if, and when he was asked like what kind of, then this was like last year, what kind of reaction the public would have if they knew what he knew about UFOs, what would their reaction be? And he said somber and grave. Right. And then there's two other, I'm just saying these names so listeners can like pick them out. And if you want to like Google them later. There's a guy named John Ramirez who was in the CIA and he's all verified as opposed to a random like guy in his basement. Um, he has his employment verified. And there's another guy named Jim Semivan who also has their former CIA and they have their employment verified. And they're, they're talking about non-human intelligence all the time. So it's like, it's slightly horrifying that there's this higher level of thinking that we are precluded from because of our financial situation or our stress levels like we have to think about like what kind what thing we're like cooking tonight and like getting by to the next day and then there's people who are thinking on this level that's so far beyond the daily like micro scale thinking that i'm confused at what i should be thinking about 
Like I can't just leave it to them to like tell me that, oh yeah, there's non-human intelligence that had that's been coming here for years and you now think about paying your like taxes or something like that. Right. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I feel like I've been talking about it for so long and I've been dismissed for so long that it gets kind of gets to a point where it's like sometimes I do feel like I'm crazy. But now that all of it's kind of becoming more of this like prevalent thing, like you can pull up photos and videos that likely military bases and it's like like this is hard to disprove like where else do you want to go from here like yeah I'm like I feel like I've told you this before but like (laughs) I spent a good portion of my like young adult years like convincing people that like I wasn't fully human that like part of my lineage like my mom was impregnated by alien like technology like I am only just DNA samples of my parents, you know, like I've always that like theory. I was so convinced of it. Okay. Was a like escapism coping mechanism or like preparing for the intermittent doom and hoping that I would be spared from it. It's, it's funny you're saying this because the one guy I mentioned from the CIA, Jim Semivan, who's still like, again, I keep saying vetted because I don't want people to think that we're talking about literal like QAnon people. Like, with no offense, no offense to anyone who's, but I'm just saying these people are vetted with their like actual history is proven and what they did at the CIA, et cetera. But now this guy, this guy said, when asked about the guy I told you who said like the somber and grave thing, asked like, well, why is this guy like so vague and what can't he talk about? This guy says there are two words he can't say, hybrid and implant. And this is a former CIA employee and everyone says that there's no such thing as a former CIA employee because you always work for them. Like once you're, you have. So then to me, I'm like, wait, now a grown man in his fifties who's interested with like matters of national security has said the word hybrid and implant on recorded footage multiple times what uh, what reality are we living in like what is this right as everybody who's been called crazy all these years actually been onto something like called crazy all these years because if we were onto something like who knows what kind of hysteria could have happened early on but i don't know also i'm not gonna lie almost like, almost like everybody i know has like I don't know, either claim to have seen UFOs or claimed that it's like crackpot theory, you know, it's like such a divide. So like, I feel like the question like arises onto like, what is going to happen to like society if it does end up being some kind of like, not necessarily invasion, but like reveal, you know, like, what are we going to do if third world not third world but like i forget the word i'm trying to say um but yeah like literally like non-human intelligence like reveals itself on earth like will is that what will cause a third world 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 you're that i'm not gonna try to say it now i'm gonna mess it up no you have to try to say it because i can't i need somebody to say it Something gonna cause dub. I can't even speak now. Because- <laughs> World War Three. 
Yes. I mean, everybody knows. I had that. to yell it to get it out of my. Space. It's all right. Um, before, before I go to pick up Xander, I actually have to get hot glue. So hot glue. Uh, do that. Like also, hot glue sticks. All right. I appreciate how often we end up talking about aliens. Yes, but now because now it's happening. Now it's like when COVID was happening, we talked about that. Now this is happening. So. Right. Also, it's, we it's all, interest. Sorry. Oh, I said we all trauma bonded during COVID. So it definitely. <laughs> I feel like there's. Uh, it's interesting. One of the main politicians pushing the UFO stuff is the senator Chris Kristen Gillibrand or Gillibrand, but she's like a Democrat and is also planning on running for president. So it's very interesting because I'm pretty sure that that's going to be a main part of her campaign, which is like very smart on her part to like no one's ever done it and it'll it'll definitely like you have half of the like votes of like x-files viewers at least right for real i mean uh, but what are you doing the rest of the day i have to go run a couple errands with austin i wake him up i let him sleep in because he hasn't been sleeping a lot but um then I have to go help my mom move rocks. I'm not entirely sure what it is. I'm I just am helping move rocks. That is as much as I have been given. <laughs> but my stepdad and my brother haven't been helping her, so I offered mine and Austin's services. It's just ambiguous rock moving. I feel like this is this is not like a drug code, right? No, it's I can't a- help your mom move rocks. I don't know. It's a like, homeowner's thing. I think they're trying to put grass in the backyard. So I think they're trying to get like the rock gravel in their backyard. I'm not sure. Fair enough. That's that like what sense. I, the only place at my parents' house that has rocks. I mean, there are like big yard decoration rocks, but I don't think that's what she's talking about. Are you doing anything fun today? Austin wants to, he put something on hold at work and he wants to go run to it. Oh, I got to post her. Oh, no, she's, oh, she saw the reflection of my phone. Um, Austin wants to go grab some things he put on hold at work. And I think that's it. This, this was my fun for the day. Well, we did it. What? Okay. We've done a lot of finger runs. I had a lot of fun. I'm glad we, I'm glad we finally recorded again. I've been so out of sorts that I feel like now i feel like order is restored yeah no i definitely i'm glad we finally made it happen because i started getting imposter syndrome i was like man maybe everything i do is terrible that's also <laughs> i'm having a hard time painting this shelf thing because i'm painting it red and black and i did it in the wrong order <laughs> uh, so you did black and red so like i did like because it's like it's an awkwardly it's like not straight it has like three separate things that go up like a like staircase kind of thing and it was painted white and blue so i painted it all white so that i could get a good base on it and then i did like mostly black with red accents but i should have painted all of the black first then painted the red because i've been fucking up all of the red but what i did was i painted red and black at the same time and did the touch-ups on the red and just everything's fucked up so i'm having to do all the black again and then i'm probably gonna have to do all the red again 
it sounds like something I would do, but also I wouldn't paint a shelf, but I want to paint a shelf now. Well, I so. want to use blue and white didn't match anything. So I did like a really dark burgundy. Um, I'm, I have to leave, so I'm panicking, but I shouldn't panic because oh. leaving is normal. Yeah, you're right. good. I, I, just, I just can't stay on one topic for long. No, I don't even know how, wait, I'm going to say bye like this. Okay. <laughs> no, that, but if Cinnamon Toast Crunch wants to sponsor us, I'll wear a Cinnamon Toast head. Is that a okay. drug needle or no, a sewing needle? needle? I just found it on Austin's desk, so I picked it up to play with it. It was a joke. I, I know it's not. It could be a drug needle. Could it could do like some kind of weird drug with it. Yeah, just holding it like this, you couldn't tell. <laughs> okay, I will um, let you go. Wait, also, before you go, cool hair. Yes. I wasn't expecting purple and red, but it goes Orange. together. Oh, it's orange. Oh, wait, wait, close. More light. Can you turn? Oh, I see. Where the light is hitting it, it looks orange. But then, the, yeah, it's, that's so crazy. Yes, it was. Oh. So I think last time we talked, it was all red. And then I made it red with a black stripe. And then I did pink and orange. And now it's purple and orange. I support this. Or I think last time we talked, it was yellow. And then I dyed it red. I don't remember. It was two colors. I think yeah. I, I I dye my hair way too fucking much. It's not even fun anymore. All right. Bye. I'm gonna yeah. try to stop recording. Uh, say hi to Austin. Uh, I will. Love you, friend. Also, sorry for my misspeaking as usual. I'll nope. One day. One day. We're all good. We have it. <laughs> Ciao. Bye. Let's see if I can press stop recording. Not awkwardly, but. Anyway. <laughs> all right. Bye. I'll